You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, we are on. We are running. We are doing it on this Tuesday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Not usually a very memorable holiday unless you're, you know, you have one of those rough ones. I think everybody has at least one in their life, at least one rough St. Patrick's Day. I think this one is going to stick out in your mind uh, no matter how you approach it. But uh, when you look back on your life, you'll say, you know what? I don't remember many St. Patrick's Day, but that one in 2020, ooh, let me tell you about that one. So hopefully everyone's doing okay out there, doing the smart thing, staying home if you can, avoid going out, avoid crowds, wash your hands, stay out of harm's way. As I said yesterday, stay safe, stay home, but most importantly, stay the heck away from me. Hopefully everybody survived also... Not just Corona, but having their kids at home all day. Boy, oh boy, does that throw a crimp in the in the plans. Usually I get home about 10.30. I got the day in front of me. Little breakfast, little walk the dog, put on the iPad, putts around the house for a little while. I walked in yesterday. It was like Grand Central Station. I'm doing homework with this one. I'm putting out a fire over here. Oh, my Lord. Let's hope we get back to normal for no other reason than just that. Forget about sports. I need my house back. But we have lots to do on this Tuesday edition, so let's roll. Next 60 minutes, of course, we take you up to Golik and Wingo. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. That still works. That's not postponed. That's not canceled. That still is operational. On Twitter, on Instagram, not canceled, not postponed, at Gordon Damer. And our opening day of the rewatchable movie bracket, a huge success, controversy for sure. Chris Canty came in yesterday, not happy with me with the placement of Boys in the Hood. Others have reached out, so we'll recap the results in the drama category. A couple of games going right down to the wire. Now, the voting, we we have it so that it wraps up just as the next day's show is starting. And one game, one matchup came, I mean, right down to the last minutes, the last hours So we'll recap that, but we also, today, it's day two, we're already moving on, we have to unveil the comedy division. Oh my goodness, so much, I probably, out of all the divisions, that one, in terms of seeding, is the most wide open. A five seed could win, a seven seed, very hard to differentiate the comedy rankings, so I'm sure people will be mad at me about that, but the bracket has been fixed, it's done right now, but let's begin with the sports news. Oh, remember we heard like back on Sunday, what are sports fans going to talk? What is sports talk? Right? We're going to talk about now if you know sports. Oh, I don't know. NFL free agency. That seems to be a pretty hot topic. So let's begin there. Yesterday, the start of the legal tampering period, NFL teams not wasting any time. And you know, before we get into the actual moves, I know others have kind of floated this idea and maybe it's just to have an argument on the air. Or maybe it's just to kind of get clicks or, I mean, look, everybody wants clicks, but just to have something to debate. The idea that it's a bad look for the NFL to be conducting free agency at this time, right? The league should postpone the start of free agency because of the state of the world, right? You have this deadly virus spreading around the globe and here's the NFL conducting business as usual. It's a bad look. You've heard the term, it's a bad optic. I love the bad optic term. Well, why is it a bad optic? People usually can't. Well, it just feels wrong. Well, it feels wrong to you. Or you've heard it's tone deaf. 
I have to ask, what the hell are people talking about? I mean, seriously, I could understand if the NFL were flying in players or having, uh, you know, gathering, huge gatherings of people or flaunting the rules that everybody should be following right now. You would think with the reaction of some, they were conducting parades, rolling out the red carpet and everybody high-fiving, ignoring what everyone else is doing. They're making phone calls. They're conducting business. And I could see if they were what, what they were doing was making people take the virus less seriously, like what the UFC was doing, right, up until, what was it, yesterday? But right now, we need something to feel normal. I mean, the world feels very uncertain right now. And we need a little normalcy. And if it's this, which is the thing that would be happening at this time of year anyway, well, then by all means, it's not hurting anybody. It's not impacting anybody in a negative way where anybody's going to say, you know what? The NFL teams are conducting business. I can go outside and go hang at a bar. I mean, nobody, nobody in the world is saying that. The only strange part is that at least on day one, Dave Gettleman didn't make the most baffling move of the day. Threw us all for a loop in these uncertain times. That really is un... But here's the thing. Let's say the NFL said, you know what? No business to... Do you really think these teams wouldn't still be conducting business? Now, they'd have to be a little bit more on uh, double secret probation, if you will. But these multi-million dollar deals, I mean, there's so much riding on these teams making these. They'd still be talking about it. They'd still be conducting business through phone calls and text messages and everything else. But this idea, oh, you know, all these guys are making these multi-million dollar deals while people are trying to figure out how to get from data. Those multi-million dollar deals, you were never up for that money. <laughs> that money was never going to you. So I don't know what the heck people are talking about, but not to run down all the deals, but overnight, in case you're just waking up, you're just getting rolling, you're working from home, you're getting in your car, whatever you're doing. Uh, Stefan Diggs gets traded, Vikings to the Bills certainly seemed like that was a deal, not that the Bills necessarily, but that he wanted to get traded. It was only a matter of time before he did get traded. I know yesterday, I think it was Jay Glazer floated out, you know, after the, uh, the uh, Hopkins deal that there was another big wide receiver that was going to get traded. And everybody just immediately thought of Stephon Diggs. So the Vikings get a first, a fifth, a sixth this year, plus a fourth rounder next year. And I think it's, look, it's, I think most people would agree it's a deal that makes sense for both teams. I thought Bill Barnwell, his rundown of all the deals, this one probably lines up with what, how I feel about it as well. It makes sense for both clubs. And I thought he raised an interesting point though. The Bills have kind of gone about building a team and building a culture in Buffalo, you know, being selfless, winning it takes precedence over personal success. But now here's a guy in Diggs who has not always been a happy camper and has kind of for- obviously forced his way out of Minnesota. And you pair that with the move for Josh Norman, too. And plus the talk that they were all in on Antonio Brown. Lucky for them, he, you know. He went like many of Josh Allen's downfield passes somewhere else. But uh, I, I I do think that that is an interesting aspect of this, right? Like they have some of the big building blocks in place and they want to take that next step. So now 
you're more willing to take a risk on maybe somebody who's a little bit more risky from a personality standpoint, and how does that impact the locker room? But in terms of a football move, makes all the sense in the world. Uh, also overnight, Amari Cooper, back with the Cowboys, five years, $100 million, Not a real big surprise there. And then you get the Giants, who were active yesterday. James Bradbury, three years, $45 million, comes in from Carolina. I actually like that move a lot. It's a guy that Gettleman knows, drafted him in the second round in 2016, I believe. Real solid player, if not spectacular, a good, a very good, solid player. And the money, three years, $45 million, it's not like you're breaking the bank for them. And the Giants desperately needed a legit starter in the secondary. And they can't expect to fill all the needs that they have on defense or most of the needs they have on defense solely through the draft. So they were going to have to go out and spend some money. Now, the Leonard Williams thing, don't like that. About the best thing you can say about that is, well, they franchised them, so it's only one year as opposed to three, four, or five years. But this move, the James Bradbury move, I like a lot. Now, uh, from the Bill Bardenwell article, he talks about uh, Bradbury passer rating of just 73.1 on 89 targets as the closest defender in coverage. The only cornerback targeted more frequently than Bradbury while posting a stingier passer rating was Defensive Player of the Year Stephon Gilmore. And stars such as uh, Marlon Humphrey and Darius Slay were in a similar ballpark. So, again, not crazy money like that deal. The Blake Martinez deal, not so much. Three years, $30 million. Scouting report on him, uh, which is pretty well documented. Very solid against the run. Struggles against the pass. And maybe, you know, we all judge free agency based on what the player did with his previous team. And the real winners of free agency, who are the people who are not able to just go get a good player who was good on that team, but get that same production, if not more production, out of your team. You identify something that other teams weren't able to identify, and you're able to develop a player in a way that they weren't able to. So maybe, just maybe, the Giants will be able to figure out a way to get more uh, and put Blake Martinez in a position to make more impactful plays. But as things stand right now and the way he has played so far in the NFL, he kind of projects as Alec Ogletree, who is a guy who was good against the run, made a play here or there, but really struggled in coverage, and it kind of seems like three years, $30 million for Blake Martinez. That's kind of what you know you're going to get. As for the Jets, really pretty quiet so far, and nobody seems to be a a big fan of the one move that they did make for George Fan. Now, the Jets desperately, desperately, desperately need offensive linemen, and if they don't make more impactful moves than this, they're going to be forced to take one in the first round if they don't acquire some through free agency or trade or something. So for Fant, three years, $30 million. It's not crazy money. I think the guaranteed money is 17 The problem is he doesn't really project as a starter at left tackle or right tackle. And according to every scouting report you read, he projects as a sixth offensive lineman. And when you <laughs> that would be fine if you had the first five offensive linemen, but the Jets don't. And I guess the bigger takeaway for me is the Jets have a lot of work to do to be contenders in 2020. A lot of work to do. And it's kind of hard to envision. Now, look, it's only day one of free agency. I'm not telling you they're not going to make other moves. I'm sure they will. But as things stand right now, boy, they got a lot of work to do. one 800 espn one 800 And then the one other thing, you can't legally – mention free agency in the NFL and not at least mention Tom Brady's name. That is a law. 
It's sports talk radio. They have passed the law. If you talk NFL free agency, you must focus on Tom Brady. So nothing doing with Brady yesterday. But you can cross another potential destination off the list. Marcus Mariota signing with the Raiders. So Raiders out. Titans already out. 49ers already out. So now the list of teams, the list of possible destinations is starting to dwindle. I guess a lot of people now, people that brought up the Chargers or brought up the uh, the Raiders or the Titans, especially the Titans and Raiders, now they've moved on to the Buccaneers and the Chargers. And I did think that Jeff Darlington brought up an interesting point yesterday. And it is, given the current situation, if Brady's going to sign somewhere else, he's going to have to do it without touring other teams, right? He can't have the traditional day with this team, day with this team, and then make your decision next week. He would largely have to make up his mind based on what he knows right now. Now, he can have phone calls, but that's not really it's not really giving you a feel for what the organization is like. So maybe he has this amazing relationship with Bruce Arians and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ownership to trust the final two years of his career. And I would say, you would have to say, the the NFL insiders, the guys who are really in the know, on the front lines, dealing with this pe- and, and dealing with people uh, around the clock, they all are seem to be in agreement that he's not going back to New England. But it just seems to make more and more sense for him to go back to New England. Now, I don't know what the offer is. It's not going to be probably the most money he's going to be able to get elsewhere. But I would say if he does sign with Tampa or the Chargers, or I saw people yesterday floating out the uh, possibility of Miami, <laughs> watch them do something else moronic. Uh, but if he ends up signing with Tampa or the Chargers, which you'd have to say right now, those would be the most likely, I guess. Larry David, I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, which, I mean, wow, what a season for Curb Your Enthusiasm this year. Unbelievable. Tenth season, still fresh. But Larry, this year, has opened up a spite store. He goes to a store, doesn't like the way the person is dealing with him, so he buys the, he rents the property next door and opens up a exact kind of store, but different under his, you know, through his prism. So he opens up a spite store, a coffee stand right next to a coffee stand. If Tom Brady ends up signing with the Buccaneers or the Chargers, it's almost like he's signing with a spite team. He's just spiting New England because he doesn't want to go back there so he can show, hey, you know what? I can win without you. Sometimes, and maybe it'll just take a little bit longer for both sides to realize that they're better off with each other. But it certainly feels like from the outside, not as an insider, but from the outside, that Brady back to the Patriots makes more sense now than it even did before. And it made sense even back then. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So you have the football, you have the free agency. If you want to get in on that, 1-800-919-ESPN. But, of course, today is day two of the Gordon Damer Show, rewatchable movie bracket. Yesterday, the drama, some stunning results there. But today, we not only recap those results, but introduce you to the finalists, introduce you to the selections in the comedy region. The comedy region, the most difficult one to seed. So we'll unveil those coming up next. What a day yesterday was. A fantastic opening of our rewatchable movie bracket. The drama division, a lot of controversy. A lot of people uh, not too happy 
But today we unveil the comedy division. Yesterday, drama. Today, comedy. Tomorrow, action. And then finally, on Thursday, we will have the wild card division. But before we get to the comedies, let's kind of just recap some of the results from yesterday. A, the number one seed, the number one overall seed. Goodfellas, no problem moving past the paper. 96 to 4%. I appreciate the 4% of people who have seen the paper and remember it. I don't know, what, 92? Probably around that time. Maybe 94. So that was a blowout there. Good, uh, Goodfellas moves on. Godfather moves on. Chris Canty, as I said, not happy with me with Boys in the Hood as a number 15 seed. Look, I was just trying to get him in the tournament somehow. Can't really put them in the comedy division. Chris was arguing with me. You could have put them in the action category. Mm, can't really, can't really make that argument. But a pretty business-like performance by Godfather there. Shawshank. I'm interested to see, does Shawshank get hurt by the fact that it's on too often? Like that, if you had to go through all the movies that get picked, that one probably is available to you. You could go to your mailbox and catch a viewing of Shawshank Redemption. But Shawshank, business-like, 60-40 over a Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale, it was just a very hard spot to put it anywhere else. Can't really put it in action. Can't really put it in comedy. So it was either that or wild card. Few Good Men takes care of Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. Good performance. 43% of the vote, but a few good men also on all the time. And then you really get down to brass tacks. I guess not, maybe not brass tacks. Wolf of Wall Street, easy win over Reservoir Dogs. That one never really in doubt. But the three that were in doubt at times yesterday, Braveheart, able to move on past Goodwill Hunting, 52-47. 52.6 to 47.4. A lot of controversy that Braveheart was too high, was too low. People felt like that should have been the four seed over a few good men. I disagree, obviously. Then you had uh, Casino, which was the number eight seed going down to The Departed. I feel like The Departed is so overrated. I feel like The Departed has all the makings of one of those great all-time movies, but it doesn't measure up. It just doesn't measure up, even on a rewatch. And Casino, which was so slept on at the time, it felt like at the time maybe a rehashing of a lot of the stories you'd already seen with Pacino and and Pesci. I think it's fantastic. And I'm sad to see Casino go. Sad to see Ace Rothstein get buried in one of the holes in the desert. But this is the will of the voters. I can only go by what the voters say. And then I don't know if we'll get another matchup that will be this close. 607 votes. If I was good at math, I'd be able to tell you how many votes separated a win from a loss. I thought we might have to go overtime on this one. But the number 11 seed, full metal jacket, able to upset the usual suspects. I don't know if the usual suspects get hurt, gets hurt by the fact that it's a trick, right? And once you know the trick, maybe that kind of hurts you some. I don't know. If it were me, Full Metal Jacket's fantastic, but it's fantastic in the first half. For It's almost like Stripes. There's certain movies that the first half of the movie is sensational, and then the second half of the movie kind of falls apart. Full Metal Jacket, it's not that it falls apart, but it becomes kind of a different movie once they leave training camp. And Pyle's dead. Not to spoil it, but all right. But uh, Usual Suspects goes down. So we'll be updating the bracket later today with the results. But right now, without any further ado... We unveil the comedy division. 
All right, we had the dramatic music yesterday. I was thinking more of a, like a yakety sax, Benny Hill. Dun, 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 dun. But all right, we can go with this music, Brian. And who will be in the comedy division? Are you going to fire off the clips or am I going to fire off the Me, I got to fire off the clips. I got to do everything here. All right, number one seed. Let's see who we got here. Do we have the number one seed? I don't believe we have the number one seed as an audio clip. Number one seed in the comedy division. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Everybody likes Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Very highly rated. Very available overall. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is the number one seed. Now, the 16th seed, I have told you before, I am using this as probably not one that can compete. Part of putting together a bracket, you can't have number one seeds getting upset regularly. Outside of Chris Canty's uh, Virginia team, who uh, absolutely, you know, soiled the sheets a couple of years ago, you can't have number one seeds getting bounced in the first round. You just can't. So I use the 16 seed as a movie that is available a lot and is an excellent rewatch, but one that people haven't watched the first time a lot of times. So I had two options here. One was the movie Idiocracy, which feels like right now we are living in the idiocracy. But I decided not to go with Idiocracy. I went with another movie that feels pertinent right now. The number 16 seed in the comedy division, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. There we go. We had a little music change. Shaun of the Dead remade the zombie apocalypse movie into a comedy. It is sensational. It's funny. It's dramatic, too, but it's very, very funny. Very well done. Shaun of the Dead, the number 16 seed, which will probably go the way of the paper. Number two seed. Do we have a number two seed? No, I don't believe we have a number two seed up there, do we? Let's see. Uh, No, we do not. Number two seed. And these, these are impossible to differentiate. Like Ferris Bueller, I put it as the number one. It could certainly have been a little bit lower down. This is going to be very hard, and this is going to be the region of upsets. The group of death, if you will, which is interesting because it's the comedy division. Number two seed, My Cousin Vinny. Joe Pesci, another another appearance in the uh, tournament for Joe Pesci. Fantastic job by him on all the time. And one of those ones that uh, maybe you don't think of right away is, you know, laugh out loud, but it's got a lot of fantastic scenes. He's fantastic in it. The number two scene. The number 15 going up against my cousin Vinny. The who? The her. Ace Ventura. And I do feel like uh, Ace Ventura, as great as it is, is going to end up being a... The who? But we shall find out. That's up to the voters. That's not up to me. I only make the seeds. Number three seed in the comedy division. A lot of people probably feel like this would have been maybe a number one. Anchorman. What is that? Smells like a turd covered in burnt hair. Yeah, there you go. A lot of quotable lines. I don't know necessarily that it's a movie that I ever say to myself, I'm only going to watch it to this scene or that scene, but it does have a ton of quotable lines. So the number three seed in the comedy division is Anchorman. The number 14. People are going to be furious. This is this low down, but it was hard to really get it to a spot where we felt like it could uh, compete. The number 14 seed, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy is the number 14 seed in the comedy division. We move 
to the number four seed. I see. I know it's here somewhere. Where the heck is it? You got too many of these on here, Brian. I can't find them all. Ah, here we go. The number four seed in the comedy division is. That's a, that's a motive for that's a saying for life right now. Remain calm, all is well. Animal House, the number four seed. It will be going up against Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers was in, was out, was a wild card at a time. Makes it into the I'm not perfect, but who are we kidding? Neither are you. There you go. Maybe you should fire the cuts because you know where they are. That would work better. We're working this out as we go, people. That's part of the Gordon Damer show. Wedding Crashers does make it as a number 13 seed. Five seed in the comedy division. Already starting to run out of slots here, people. And this one, I, I, I'm hoping this is the one that wins. Not wins the re, but has to win this matchup because I don't want to see the movie that's going up against the, around too long. Number five seed, Dumb and Dumber. Who doesn't love Dumb and Dumber? And really, you could have made the argument Dumb and Dumber could have been a number one seed. Dumb and Dumber so you're on all. Telling me there's a chance. There's a chance you could win. Although I'm worried about Hockey Guy because the number 12 seed. This is not a movie I ever rewatched. I don't even know if I've seen it start to finish in its in its entirety even once. But if I didn't include it, all the hockey. Oh, they all be coming out of the woodwork. The number 12 seed, Slapshot. Slapshot is the number 12 seed. Oh, it's too low. All right, just vote for it. All right, at Gordon Taylor. The number six seed. And this gets into my wheelhouse. There's no way I can do a comedy division. And you talk, it's not about what the best movie is or the most laughs. It's about do you, if you see it and it's on, are you watching it for way longer than you probably should? The number six seed is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times at Ridgemont High will be going up against the number 11 seed, 40 year old virgin. I don't think we have any 40 year old virgin clips there. And then you get into the, that's 610, so, uh, that's uh, 611, so 710, 7. One that could easily run away with this whole division. Major League. Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, fantastic, great on a rewatch. Don't know if it's available. It's not on as many times as I would like. Have to wake up the bat. Exactly, you gotta wake up the bat. You gotta wake up and put that movie on more often. Best baseball movie of all time for my money. And they go up against the number 10 seed, which is phenomenal and is constantly on Office Space. Office Space is the number 10 seed. And then finally, the 8-9 matchup. I wanted to make the... You know how like the tournament committee sometimes looks at the matchups and they specifically put things in certain spots? This one probably would have worked better with another of this star's movies. But the number 8 seed is Billy Madison. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You really could use that clip a lot of times during the show, during things I say. Billy Madison, the number eight seat, and they will be going up again. And this is just, uh, this is a tough one to call. Billy Madison, I went with that one over Happy Gilmore, although Happy Gilmore would have made maybe a little bit more sense because the matchup in the opening round is Caddyshack. Billy Madison versus Caddyshack. That is your comedy division. Again, the movies in numerical order. 
Ferris Bueller, My Cousin Vinny, Anchorman, Animal House. What's the five seed? Dumb and Dumber. Six is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Seven, Major League. Eight, Billy Madison. Nine, Caddyshack. Ten, Office Space. Eleven, 40-year-old Virgin. Twelve, Slapshot. Thirteen, Wedding Crashers. Fourteen, Tommy Boy. Fifteen is Ace Ventura. And then sixteen, the personal Gordon Damer show favorite, which is fantastic and is on a lot and is perfect for our times, Shaun of the Dead. Voting will be open during the break. Coming up, we'll take your phone calls. What did I get wrong? What did I get right? Doesn't seem that many calls about what I get right. All the people that think you did a good job, they don't call. The ones who don't like something, those are the ones that call. Second and ten. Yates. Hopkins. He went up and caught it for the touchdown. What a play by DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, Adam Jones. And the Texans take the lead with T.J. Yates at the helm. Did not take T.J. Yates long to find out where to go in a one-on-one situation. Oh, your moment of inspiration for this Tuesday morning Gordon Damer show. Very, very busy Tuesday morning as we unveil... The comedy division, and oh my God, you thought people were ticked at me yesterday with the dramas. How dare you put The Departed so low down? Were you in the movie? I don't understand people. No, I get that it's personal to people, but you're, you're not uh, you're not Marky Mark. You're not, I don't think you're Alec Baldwin. I never know. But our comedy division is up. It is running. It is available to vote on Twitter. At Gordon Damer. Now, I will just preface this by saying the rules remain the same as yesterday. You know, the Barstool Pizza reviews, everybody knows the rule. Nobody really knows the rules here because we just started this. The rules are it has to be on a lot. Availability is the best ability. And that remains true for rewatchable movies. So it has to be on the regular channels. Also, just because a comedy didn't make this category does not mean it is not still available to fall into the wildcard division. And if there is one or maybe more that you are upset about, how can you not have this comedy? Comedies work really well being able to move them into the wildcard. And the wildcard, I will tell you, do have a lot of comedies. But these are the ones that are up for your vote right now. Let's run them down once again. The number one seed, which I know is going to probably be a little polarizing, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, goes up against Shaun of the Dead in the opening round. And already, at least so far, Shaun of the Dead doing far better than the paper did yesterday. At least people have seen Shaun of the Dead. Don't expect Shaun of the Dead will win. But I'll tell you right now, Ferris Bueller's on one channel. Shaun of the Dead's on another one. I'm watching Shaun of the Dead. The number two seed is My Cousin Vinny going up against Ace Ventura, at least early on. Pretty close there. Number three seed is Anchorman facing off against Tommy Boy. The four seed Animal House takes on Wedding Crashers, a close matchup at least so far. You kind of wonder age uh, the people that are voting. Maybe Animal House is a little too old, which, which just hurts my heart. The number five seed Dumb and Dumber 
Goes up against Slapshot. That's the one I'm pulling for. Dumb and dumb. Come on, dumb and dumber. Fast times at Ridgemont High against 40-year-old Virgin. Major League takes on Office Space, the 7-10 matchup, and then the 8-9, Billy Madison versus Caddyshack. All right, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN. Just letting you know, Gordon, yeah. there is a lot a of A lot hate, of people hating. Controversy. Really? Upset well, at you? I will say this in my defense before I start defending myself even more. Comedies, it's really hard to keep everybody happy. Right? Like, p- comedy is very, very personal. I feel like a great drama is very objective. Like, you can, but comedy's much more subjective. Like, for me, Anchorman is not one of my all-time classics, but it is for so many other people. So you have to make it a really high seed, and at least so far, it's doing really well, and I would expect it's a good possibility it wins the whole bracket. Not the whole tournament, but that region. So it's very, very up. Uh, it, 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 the the amount of changes that I made in this region more so than any other. A lot of the other regions kind of felt like they came together. And if I had a route a Mount Rushmore of movies, none of these comedies would probably be in there. Like if I only could pick four movies that I rewatch for the rest of my life, this on is a tough, Gordon. Island with this a, with is going to be tough. It's going to be just giving you a warning. All right, let's let's. Uh, I'm braced for impact. Let's uh, go out to the phones. One eight hundred. 919 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. We'll go to Sal in Aberdeen. Sal, what's going on, my man? All right, Gordon. You cannot have a comedy division without Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles. That's just a given. Those are classic, classic comedies. Fra- Young Fra- like now, look, Sal, I will again preface it. Just because Young Frankenstein did not make the comedy division does not mean that it's not in the tournament. We will have to stay tuned till Thursday in the wild card. Young Frankenstein, one of my all-time favorites. Not going to lie. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that to me, that but that to me is definitely not a wild card. That that's a comedy that should definitely be in the. And Animal House to me is number one. I was in college when that was out, and and that to me was was great. And I'm a little disappointed. I know it's old old school, but where is Naughty Nineties? Avenue Costello. That's where Who's on First was in. Yeah, Sal, I mean, again, <laughs> when you're limited to sixteen, you gotta. You realize when you do stuff like this, and Jeffrey Lyons, the great movie reviewer, reached out to me yesterday. We kind of struck up a Facebook friendship because of uh, how bad The Irishman was. Everybody comes together on how terrible that movie was. And, he, you know, he was mentioning other great dramas. And I, I agree with him on all of them, like The French Connection and uh, I can't remember some of the other ones, Shane. But unfortunately, our audience hasn't seen any of those. Or not enough to, to be making it a fair fight. So you have to have things that are going to make it a fair fight. And I get it. Some of these movies, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, what was that? 81, maybe? So that might even be too old. That might be out of the game real early. And Fast Times at Ridgemont High is, I mean, come on. Do I need, it goes without any introduction. I'll just say Phoebe Cates. I mean, that more. You talk about moments that are burned into your brain. Jimmy Snooker, Coconut, Phoebe Cates, out of the pool. That's number one and number two. And if we put a bracket of those two together, oh, my God, that would be Clash of the Titans. Let's go out to uh, Eli and Queens. Eli. Hey, what's going on? Listen, I like your bracket. You, you're trying real hard, and I appreciate that. Thanks, man. I appreciate oh, listen. it. Listen, how are you going to pick Adam Sandler's, one of Adam Sandler's worst movies? 
Happy Billy, Gilmore Billy Madison. No, Billy, Mad- Billy Madison is his best. I mean, not the dramatic. I haven't seen the Uncut Gems yet, but no, Billy Madison is better than Happy Gilmore. All right, listen. Happy Gilmore put golf on the map besides Tiger Woods. No, come on. No, that's ridiculous. No, that's, that's, come on. Look, I love Happy Gilmore. Don't, don't get me to start talking bad about the things I love. Happy Gilmore is fantastic. But I can't put it over. Billy Madison, that was all his number one ideas. I mean, come on. That's the, that's the, if you only can pick one and with, it's not a franchise, but you know, with all the same actors and all the same movies, it feels like a franchise. So we only took one, uh, Adam Sandler movie. So I'll tell you right now, Happy Gilmore did not make the wild card division. This is Adam Sandler's one entry into the field. Greg is in East Meadow. Greg. Gordon. Yeah. How in the world yeah. is Ferris Bueller your number one? You just said you hope it goes down to Shaun of the Dead. Well, which look, is a way funnier movie, Greg. Come I on. look. This is not just about me overall. I have to put things in the proper spot. Not that funny. Yes, but it's a movie everybody likes. What's that? I grew up with those movies. Yeah. Well, Listen. look. This one is, is a much tougher field. To, Where was it? as good as it gets? I mean, those are two, those are two of the funniest movies. And this is, I mean, listen, I grew up with all these movies that you're talking about. Yeah. Animal House. Yep. You know, the, you know, the, um, the Sean Penn movies. Like, all, all of those movies. The John Hughes movies. Yeah, those are all great movies. I don't even know if I, I would categorize half of those as comedies. They were just highly entertaining movies. But, listen, something about Mary, that better be in the uh, wild card. As good as it gets, one of the funniest movies I ever saw. That's got to be the wild card. And by the way, a movie that should be in the wild card, and I don't even know if you thought about it. Um, I don't even know if you've ever seen it, but this movie, Arlington Road. Arlington, is that, that? with, uh, 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 what's the, I know, the, the guy from Shawshank. Um, um, I, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. It's with, um, it's one of the, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Jeff Bridges is in that. Jeff Bridges, but isn't, uh, isn't uh, the other guy in it, uh, isn't... Uh... Tim Robbins in that? Yes, he is actually. Yeah, Tim yeah. Robbins is in it. That yeah, movie seen it. is so good. Yeah, but that's that never. I mean, but, so it, but I'm sure it's not in there. But I, it's, no, it's, it's a not. fantastic movie. And going, <laughs> listen, great game, unbelievable pick. On, you know, by by you to go down the road with a game like this. And honestly, I hope you do this with TV shows too at some point. Well, look, we you know we don't know how long this thing is going to go on. Uh, so it's a, it's very possible that we go through with the with the TV shows as well. Now, I think there's going to be plenty of sports news to keep us occupied here as we kind of get into this coronavirus and uh, and, 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 and deal with the world that is. But uh, this was a very, very tough racket to do. And I will just say Ferris Bueller is one of those ones that people kind of sleep on. It's maybe not the it's certainly not the funniest. I would not say it's the funniest movie of the bunch, but it is a comedy. The ratings are very, very high across the board. And it's kind of in a wheelhouse where... Everybody kind of, nobody talks bad about it and everybody's kind of seen it. It's kind of family enough that you can kind of put it on any channel. So that's why it's the number one seed. Not everybody's going to agree. I understand that. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. The comedy division is revealed and everybody's talking about what's not in the comedy division. A lot of controversy. I knew it would happen. I, I predicted it even before we started the show. Did I not? Well, I predicted it on the show, that's for sure. Again, I will just preface, just because I see movies on this list that will 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 be in the tournament 
It's just that they didn't make this bracket. And it's very, very difficult. And really what it comes down to a lot of times is you only have 16 spots in the comedy division. And some of the ones that people are suggesting, I like them. I watch them. I'll rewatch them. But out of the 16 that I picked, none of the ones that people are floating that did not make the tournament are ones that I would rewatch. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN. Let's run through them quickly. Johnny in Long Island. Johnny, go, my man. How you doing, man? What's up? I'm calling about coming to America and hangover. Hangover and coming to America. Yep. Well, I can tell you at least one of those will be in the wild card division. Not going to tell you which one. Not going to, maybe both will, but at least one will be in the, uh, I'm sorry, in the, uh, wild card division. Did I say comedy division? Wild card division. Anthony and Bayonne. Hey, man. Super Troopers. All time classic. Come on, man. Super Troopers not on the list? No. You watch that thing. I don't want to give too much away. I can, I can give away. I can look. I like Super Troopers. Uh, it's not, it's not in, on the list of, of the best thirty-two funny movies. I mean, I like it. I enjoy it. But if one of the, I don't even just to, to pull up. If Major League is on, Super Troopers doesn't stand a chance. And if I put Super Troopers in a poll, it would be going the way of Shaun of the Dead. Now, if I had three hundred spots. Or 150, 64 is a very narrow number. And it's a very narrow number on a br- very broad category. Lewis and Whippany. Lewis, go. Man, this list is uh, it's horrible. Uh, Tommy Boy is way too low. Uh, how are you going to put Caddyshack against Billy Madison? Like, how does that even work? Uh, let me see. Also it, it, wor- it works it. very simply. If both no, no. if both movies no. are on at the same time and you're flipping around the channels, which one are you sticking with? It's very Caddyshack. simple. All right, then that's your vote. Okay. No, no, no. But then vote. why isn't Caddyshack number eight? What, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like well, the list is because wrong. Lewis is not the Lewis from Whippany bracket. It's the Gordon <laughs> Damer show bracket. Wait, 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 before you let me go, listen. Yeah. You're doing a great thing. Yeah. This is actually giving me something to look forward to every morning. Awesome. As sad as that sounds, because there is no sports. Right. Uh, also, uh, the Texans are a heartbroken organization, and I hope Deshaun Watson gets traded away from that place. He deserves better. Well, they, they're thinking about. There's actually a report this morning. They're thinking about trading him for a fifth round pick and a bag of Funyuns. So uh, just keep an eye on that. Now, Adam Schefter won't have that news, but uh, Gordon Damer is reporting that news. The Texans looking to trade Deshaun Watson for a fifth round pick and a bag of Funyuns. Alan Holbrook, Al. Yeah, how you doing, Gordon? You, listen, man, you got to show something about Mary and coming to America more love. You have to. All right. Well, look, I'm not telling you that I'm not loving them. I do love both. One way more than the other. And one of those two, I will tell you, is uh, in the field. But I'm not going to tell you right now. I got to I gotta save some stuff for down the road. We're going to be doing this for weeks. Eli in the Bronx. Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm good, man. Uh, to be honest, I don't have a Twitter account, and you're making me want to get immediately. You sign up and just it. follow one yeah. person, Gordon Damer. That's it. Oh, that's it. You got it, man. I got to tell you, this is definitely great what you're doing. It keeps us away from that coronavirus, all the negativity. This, this brings something new to the table. I think Absolutely. it's genius. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right. So what I wanted to mention was, and already people mentioned, was uh, something about Mary. So I'm just not even going to comment on that. People have already mentioned it. But I got to say, man, there's different kinds of comedies out there, but hear no evil, see no evil goes to everybody. 
What? <laughs> I hear you, no you evil. Look. See no evil. I've never even heard of it. See no movie. Hear no movie. What? Oh, Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. Oh, okay, Jesus. right, right, right. Well, you know, the uh, Richard Pryor Stir Crazy was one that was on an original list. I put together, much like the drama division, I put together the first step of the process was to, to write down all the ones that came to my mind immediately. Because if they come to my mind without researching anything, that means they're great. And Stir Crazy was one that, uh, you know, they're both in prison him and Gene Wilder together, they, I mean, what a comedy team. And, and both guys were funny on their own, but together they were fantastic. So that was one that came to mind right away. The movie Friday was one that was on the original list. Uh, what else? Some of the ones that people have brought up have been on the list. But when you have to narrow it down to 16, it becomes very, very difficult. And some, you know for sure that they can't compete as a number one seed. You have to have a very broad appeal to be very high up. So that was the problem with that. Adam's in Vermont. We're reaching Vermont already. Adam, what's going on, my man? How's it going, Gordon? I'm Big fan it. of the show. Thanks, I man. listen to you every day on my commute up to the Canadian border. Awesome, man. Thank you. Um, I just think Animal House should be number one. Caddyshack should be number four. And Ferris moves down to number nine, man. Uh, look, I mean, the seatings themselves is going to be very, very difficult. The problem for Animal House, in my mind, was it's 1978. It's over 40 years ago. And does that have enough appeal with the younger viewer? As it is already, Fast Times at Ridgemont High in major trouble. Already. Animal House in a bit of trouble, even as a number four seed. So can you can you imagine? Well, there would have been a number one against Shaun of the Dead, but still, as a number one seed, it's hard to make that argument. They deserve to be higher when they're taking on Wedding Crashers. Not nearly as good a movie. I don't think it's a rewatchable movie, but one that's far more recent. Jay is in Far Rockaway. Jay, Gordon, big fan since you took over the morning slot, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. How do you feel about Superbad? Superbad is a movie that might be considered for the other is another possibility. Now, keep in mind, it's hard to come up with 16 comedies and only 16 comedies. And when you're in the wild card, getting one of those spots is almost more prestigious because you're competing against everything. Quickly, Ty in Newark Airport. Ty, go, man. Hey, what's going on? Going to love the show, man. Hey, man, you got to give more love to Harlem Knights coming to America half big. Uh, Friday. Come on, man. You had Boys in the Hood too low, Gordon. Come on, man. You got uh, look, everybody's telling me I had Boys in the Hood too low. The fact that you made the tournament, it's very prestigious to get one of those spots. And I will say this. Eddie Murphy is one of those people, if you grew up at the time where I grew up, you have to have Eddie Murphy prominently featured. And I can tell you that Eddie Murphy will be prominently featured in this tournament. We're back tomorrow with the results, and we unveil... The action region tomorrow. We'll see you then. 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.